Welcome to this episode of Pause, where we get regrounded, recentered, and get into our bodies and shift out of whatever state of mind we have entered into the space with. So, welcome. Today, we are going to talk about night terrors. And before we do that, I want to say that this episode is sponsored by my book, Still Making a Hole When Parts Go Missing. It is available out on book platforms everywhere. You can find it on my website, drkimber.net, D-R-K-I-M-B-E-R.net. Well, I want to talk a little bit about night terrors. I actually had one several nights ago and several of my clients this week have been having them. And so I want to give you some tools, some tips, some things that I do just to shift into your day when you are woken up by a lot of terror or intense fear. Usually we have a recurring theme that goes on. I'm always trying to rescue someone and can't. It's pretty funny. Um, Well, not funny, but it is funny that it's the recurring theme. But while I'm in it, of course, and waking up, it's a racing heart rate and all the good stuff. But a little bit about night terrors. Some people call them sleep terrors. They really are just when you wake up with intense fear or terror, they typically occur during the non-rapid eye movement stages of sleep, you can wake up, you know, several hours after falling asleep. For me in this stage, I would say that I actually wake up more towards the morning hours. And the research says that the night terrors are more common in children, but they can also affect adults. And obviously I'm an adult. And just for clarification, all my clients are adults. Bessel van der Kolk, he is a renowned psychiatrist and trauma expert. He really connects night terrors within the context of trauma and its impact on the nervous system. And I want to say that I do think that many people's night terrors, especially if you have experience in the military, if you have had a trauma event, remember that trauma isn't just an event. It's what happens later in your nervous system when it gets stuck in fight or flight. So I do want to make sure we're clarifying that because just because you've had a traumatic event does not mean that you actually are going to have PTSD symptoms, trauma triggers, those kind of things. Those things happen when your nervous system can't get out of fight, flight, or freeze. And so he connects them really to a lot of the PTSD. And honestly, it's not just him. There's so many people over the years who have been working in trauma and would say very similar things. His book, The Body Keeps the Score, does a great job of kind of highlighting how our body really gets stuck in some of our events unless we move through them. And actually, I'm trained as a somatic experiencing practitioner and Dr. Peter Levine's work has also very much embodied and how trauma gets stuck there. And he has several books as well. So night terrors 
can be seen as a sleep disorder rather than a psychological disorder. But I want to say, and I don't want to really debate that, but I do want to say that often in my experience, it's about processing untapped feelings and current events that are happening that are coming up right now. So say if you are worried, maybe because of events that have been happening in the collective and you've been watching the news and then you go to sleep and you have a night terror, but it's about your own trauma story or it's even unrelated and it's imaginary. It's the same kind of thing because your body, when you are watching the news, got triggered and it didn't go processed. And so then when you're sleeping, it's coming out and getting processed. So I don't really look at it as a serious disorder. The only thing that I would say about night terrors and sleep is that if they are happening night after night and you are not sleeping, you definitely need to get help with that because sleep deprivation is very, very difficult for your psyche. And that will lead to chronic psychological challenges. So please seek medical attention if you are having night terrors night after night and can't go back to sleep and are not getting sleep. But I do want to say, as I kind of end this time here, that I don't view all night terrors as necessarily trauma related. Genetics, sleep deprivation, certain medications can also contribute to having night terrors. And as I said, kind of big unprocessed feelings. Grief is a major one, especially grief involving, say, a terminal illness or death can really trigger the night terrors because it's too much to process at once really emotionally, psychologically, relationally. And so you're going to have some disruptions in your sleep as your unconscious processes the emotions while you are sleeping. So, all right, that's way more information than I usually give in a pause episode, but I just want to give you a framework because so many times I hear oh my gosh, I'm going crazy, or people think that there's something wrong with them. So I just want to kind of cut through and put us all on the same map around night terrors. I will say this about kids. If you're listening to this and you're a parent and have children who are having night terrors, you know, I really try to get them to regulate their night terrors if we can. There's some times when they're too intense and that's not possible, but I do things like get big, huge, fluffy blankets, big stuffed animals, anything that the child can grab after a night terror if they feel like they are able to get back to sleep. If they're not, then I would say on a physiological level, really giving them a very tight hug until their body relaxes. And sometimes in our nervous system, it's going to take 10, 20 minutes, but you really want to contain their body and just over and over 
let them know that they're safe, that you're here. And I'm not saying that you have to be, you know, on repeat with that, but you're really asking their nervous system to calm down. It's all about the body relaxing. It's not so much about your presence, reassuring them that it's going to be okay. It's not necessarily about them finding reason or meaning. It really is about the two of you immediately going into, let's get your body regulated. And one way to do that is really tight squeezing of, especially around the shoulder area. That's a very containing area for most people when it is welcome and invited. Otherwise that can be a trigger, but you're really working on getting the nervous system without a lot of talking, without a lot of processing. That is for later in the day, once the sun has come out. So today's episode is a little bit different as you can already tell. I really want to prepare you and give you tools that when you wake up in the middle of the night, you can help yourself get back to sleep. And this pause episode isn't going to be so much as practicing exactly what you would do if you were having a night terror. I'm not going to recreate that for you, but rather I'm going to give you the tools that you would use in that situation, which is going to ground all of us. So the first thing that I want you to do, this is what you would do if you're waking up and you are terrified. First thing you can do, if you have a partner, I want you to get a huge hug, huge containment. That is the best thing for your body. We are co-regulators, which means other people's nervous systems, when they are safe people, make us feel safe. So if you don't have a person next to you, if you have an animal, I want you to bring that animal near you, feel the warmth. If it's a cat, (laughs) cats don't always like to be squeezed and hugged. You can pet the cat, feel the fur, really feel the warmth of that animal's body and just really the feeling that you're not alone. So that's the first thing. But the second thing is if you really need to contain this yourself, I want you to put a hand on your heart, your chest area, and put a hand on your belly right below the rib cage. And if one of those doesn't feel comfortable, take it off. Just do what feels right to you. There is something about putting our hands in these areas that help us feel contained. I want you to soften your hands, soften your jaw, take the tongue off the roof of your mouth, soften your eyes. I want you to know I'm safe. I'm safe. This fear, this terror is going to pass. It's just a dream. I'm really processing things. Just keep your hand, soften it, keep your hand on your chest. You could be shaking. 
And that's okay. Your body is actually working out and discharging the fear. Sometimes putting a weighted blanket on can feel safe. For other people, it doesn't. I just have a throw blanket that I like to add on top of me. Just something extra that wasn't there before. I also just put, I sleep with a couple pillows. I'll put one of the pillows right on top of me if that feels containing. There's something about the connection, the contact. So as you're here with your hands on your chest and your belly, again, softening your eyes. If you're looking at the ceiling, if you need your eyes open, soften them. And often wake up with our eyes wide open. We suddenly become hyper alert to the sound, to what we're seeing. and want you to know it's a bad dream. So soften your eyes and ask your mind to be on your breath. Noticing your breath going in and out. So I'm going to invite your attention to now focus on your breath. And this is what you would do if you were waking up. And one way, if you have a difficult time tracking your breath, Just notice the breath going in and out of your nostrils. And if there's a part of your body that feels like it needs to shake it out or move, in this moment, I actually want to encourage you because the idea is actually to go back to sleep or to, um, yes, in this moment, it's to go back to sleep. If you do feel like you need to move, which is a have an unconscious flight response. I want you to just move your feet, which are of course connected to your legs and just sway them back and forth, but go at maybe my voice pace back, forth, back, forth, If you're listening to this now, you can just rock your body back, forth, back, forth. Just keep it slow. So most of us are likely listening to this in the daytime, gathering information. And if that's you, or if you've had a night terror like I did, where it really was kind of the morning just shake it out. Just shake your whole body. Shake from, from your, shake your limbs, you know, your hands, your arms, your feet, your legs, just shake it all out. And then after you shake it out, I want to invite you to rock back and forth. So you shake it out first and then you rock back and forth. And why I don't do this when I'm trying to go back to sleep, it's a little bit too much energy in my mind if I'm going to really try to just get back to sleep. Of course, if you're trying to get back to sleep in the middle of the night and you've lasted for, say, 20, 30 minutes and you can't, then you can try shaking it out and then swaying back and forth. The whole idea 
So I want you to know that when we're shifting out of terror and fear, they are like these massive horns going bong, bong, like, listen to me, listen to me. And you have to use another part of your brain to bring that volume down and to ignore it because it's a feeling and it's a loud feeling metaphorically and you are matching it with the calm, safe part of you. So another activity, if you're up and just wanting to shake out the terror that I do is swinging your arms, one, both arms together, left, right, and just swing them over your head. Again, don't do it super, super fast. We want it more contained, but just allow your body to kind of arms up, down across your body, arms up on the other side. And if you are prone to dancing, you know, put a step in it. Or if you're used to aerobics, put a step in it and just swing back and forth. But again, I want you to go slower than what might feel natural. We're not getting rid of, we're trying to match the energy of the fear and terror and bring it down. So do what you need to do to kind of match it. And then you're going to slowly bring it down. And if I was trying to go back to sleep in this case, what I would do is I would take my hands that are on my chest and my belly and I would tap back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I find this incredibly mind-consuming, but in the situation where I am in the middle of the night and I am trying to go back to sleep, as I'm tapping, I would be counting back by seven, starting with a thousand. Again, it is about making your mind all the way consumed with something other than the fear. You don't want your mind to analyze why you're afraid, why it came up. That is all for a different time, but it is not for the middle of the night. And it's especially not when you are really trying to go back to sleep and change out of that state of mind. You can't think about that state of mind and get rid of it. So we're just passing it through until you have more sleep or until you're in a space that you could process it more. All right. So whether you're tapping or swinging your arms back and forth, I now want you to feel your feet on the ground. And if swaying still feels good, I invite you to sway back and forth, but no arms in this case. And just feel your feet on the ground. Feel the four corners, your big toe, your little toe, your outer heel and your inner heel. And stick with one foot, go to the other foot. If you are lying down, I would encourage you to just notice your body 
against the bed from top to bottom. Keep making contact. And then I want you to bring up a memory of feeling very calm. And I want you to visualize that. Where's your favorite place? Where's your safe place? Could be at the beach, the mountains. Often it's outside, but maybe it's in a favorite chair or with a favorite person. I want to encourage you to find those places in your mind and want you to think about what, look at really, if there's a person there, really take in that person's face. Take in the scene in front of you. What is the landscape? What are the sounds? What's the taste lingering? What are you hearing? Smelling? Notice the clothes. If you're wearing clothes. Against your skin, what's the temperature? Really ask yourself to be with this memory. And if you're having a hard time bringing out a memory, see if you can just feel the warmth of the blankets around you, the warmth of your body. Keep with that. So what you're looking for is a deep, deep breath that lets you know your mind has helped you regulate. Your body is now more relaxed. Well, thank you for going on this journey here. And I just want to invite you to keep hanging out with this memory if you still need your body more regulated. I hope this has been helpful for you who do experience night terrors. Really, the idea is to get your mind out of thinking about the fear, the terror, the content. All of that can be analyzed at a different time. But again, you're in the moment. Your mind is just screaming to pay attention to it or your body is telling your mind, this is important. But as Bessel van der Kolk talks about, that's a false fire alarm. And in that moment, I want you to treat it as a false fire alarm. It's not, there's not a fire going off. And so you are really tasked with calming your nervous system. The way we do that is by getting present. In the current moment, you can keep hanging out with the warmth of the bed, maybe the cool of the fan if you're sweating and you're hot. Hang out with something that just viscerally feels good. So if it's, you know, if nothing in your body's feeling good, then sway or tap. What feels comforting and rhythmic? Giving yourself a self-hug. All of these things are what you need 
just to shift out. Again, very little talk when this happens. You are not to wake anyone up and talk about your dream in the middle of the night. No, if you want to remember it, you write it down and then you talk about it later. And again, please don't hear that I'm being super rigid. Maybe this happens once in a blue moon and um, you would, you know, I don't, please don't hear me as giving you very rigid directions. I'm just trying to help you if you regularly experience these things. Your dreams are, you know, telling you something about the emotional content that still needs to be processed and your body needs to be more settled. And so that's what you're doing. Well, this has had a lot more words than normal. So thank you for taking me along. If you have not signed up for my newsletter, I encourage you to do so. You can find it again on my website, drkimber.net. You can find me over on Instagram, dr underscore K-I-M-B-E-R. It's been great to be with you. Until next time.